too many people use the word I in their summary, like I do this and I'm all about this, when actually the word they should be using is you. This is what you're going through and maybe you want to be in this place instead. If this is you, then this is what we are all about. This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books, and brands. Because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, best-selling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. If you work for yourself in any form, whether you're a freelancer, consultant, or run your own business, LinkedIn is a treasure trove of prospective clients or customers for you. But if you're anything like me, the chances are you have a profile on LinkedIn and you occasionally get bothered by salespeople or recruiters. But other than that, you're not really getting the maximum potential out of it. That's why I wanted to speak to Denita Patney. She runs the Viome Business Academy and she is a specialist in marketing yourself on LinkedIn in a non-spammy way. We've just recorded an absolutely fantastic podcast where we cover three things you must do if you want to turn your connections on LinkedIn into cash without sounding like somebody who's a spammer or cheesy salesperson. And at the end, we also talk about LinkedIn's social selling index and how you can use that to monitor your own progress and start to have more impact on LinkedIn. At the end, Danita will tell you how you can download her free guide to starting to get better results on LinkedIn straight away. Hello, Danita. Thanks very much for joining us on the Ideas Lab podcast. Oh, thank you very much, John. I'm really excited to be here. Really excited. Now, I I was very excited when I found out that you were a LinkedIn expert in particular because I use LinkedIn very half-heartedly, and that's putting it, that's being forgiving. So I think there are a lot of people who they stuck their profile on LinkedIn who are entrepreneurs. It's a little bit different if you're looking for jobs. So we're going to talk for people who are self-employed, freelance, or entrepreneurs, There is a world of clients on LinkedIn, particularly if you sell to corporations or you sell to people who are independent consultants and freelancers. And I think, well, my situation is I've got a profile on there. It's probably not even up to date. I sporadically post things there using, you know, when I'm posting to other places. I don't really, I get a little bit of engagement. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not reading anybody else's stuff. And I feel like I'm wasting a big opportunity. Am I right that I'm wasting an opportunity here? Well, first of all, John, you sound like many, many other people who are in a similar situation, especially where where you are an entrepreneur or even a small business owner um, and ultimately somebody who wants, you know, who has a product or service of some kind uh, or a message that they want to get out there. Um, And, you know, a certain time ago, uh, LinkedIn, you know, was probably wasn't uh, the most effective tool. Um, But you are definitely right in what you're uh, assuming now, as in it's a lost opportunity if you're not on it. Um, And it's it's a really powerful platform that when you understand it as a marketing tool, it's one of the best to help you grow, engage, and um, entice people the right people, as in the people who need your service or your product, uh, entice them to really see you as the expert in what you do. Um, And hopefully from there on, you know, start to not only grow your network, build your relationships, but turn those customers that you want to attract into uh, paying customers, turn those prospects into paying customers. So yeah, definitely a big opportunity when you, when you start doing some of the things that um, LinkedIn has for you right there on a great platform. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and you really, you know, I like your strap line of, of turn connections into cash. It sounds a bit, you know, basic, but what the hell? I think there's such a lot of opportunity there. If you've got good stuff that people need and you're not going to LinkedIn to sell that stuff and you're really, uh, as you say, you're really missing something. Now, you are going to give us three things that I and people like me should be doing in order to get their LinkedIn app together and actually actually start that process of turning connections into cash. So should we 
start going through those, start with the, the first of the three? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Because I want to give, uh, you know, those listening to this, I really want to give them lots of value so that, you know, all of you guys who are listening can take away um, some real good tips at the end of this to to actually implement straight away. And I think that's what's key here. So um, so let's start off with the first one. So the first uh, element uh, and the first kind of must do on LinkedIn is really, really important because when you kind of master this and, and usually what happens is, most businesses or most business owners kind of look into this half-heartedly, but then they don't realize the power of it when it comes to LinkedIn marketing and what they can do with it. So when they do this, not only will they start to speak the same language, and I don't mean French or Spanish or anything like that, but you know, really speak the same language um, uh, in terms of the lingo, what they're what their customers are going through. When when you start to speak the same language as your customers and they understand you, what happens is is they will then be more attracted to want to come to you. And that is really key because obviously here we're talking about how do I attract more and more of the right people, not just anyone on LinkedIn. So this first point is really key. And the first point is avatar. Uh, Now, what do I mean by avatar? Well, most people have heard the phrase, or certainly business owners, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, etc., will have heard the phrase, you've got to create, create a customer avatar. And that is absolutely key. Um, but in terms of LinkedIn, we, we, you know, I talk about it in a much, a slightly deeper level as well, um, in terms of really understanding the kind of spiel, the kind of dialogue that your customers your target market are saying to themselves and um and how you can tap into that so that when when your profile features some of this language features some of the keywords um you're as they're passing through your you know profile or they're looking at your profile on they're searching for you or searching for somebody like you suddenly your profile speaks to them and it's like oh my god this person understands me right john understands me he knows what pain I'm going through. He knows what problems I'm experiencing and he knows where I want to get to. So building your avatar is really important because in your uh, when you build your avatar, when you know it at a really deep, intimate level, that content can then be used to create your strap line on your profile as well as your summary, two very important parts of your profile. Right. Okay. So, so this is interesting because this is a bit of a shift in thinking. If people are used to using LinkedIn for jobs, you probably haven't thought in these terms before. But when you're working as an entrepreneur or uh, as a as an independent consultant or freelancer or something, then you really do need to know uh, who your ideal client is, who this avatar is. And so what you're saying is, what are those two things that that where you have to capture their kind of language and their needs? So the strap line, which is the line, the sentence that goes underneath your name, and then the summary, which is your little about us on your LinkedIn, on your LinkedIn personal profile page. But here's an interesting thing, John, and that is um, when I, I worked in the recruitment for 17 years. That's why I was a big advocate of LinkedIn anyway, because obviously I used it for that market, uh, which which when you go on LinkedIn, you see many other recruiters on there. But what I what I changed. What I changed in the way that candidates looked at themselves, because you you hit, you hit the nail on the head. You said that when you're looking for a job, you don't tend to think in those terms. Well, I used to teach or certainly train my candidates who I want you to find jobs for. I used to train them on creating an avatar on their LinkedIn profile for the kind of job that they wanted. So, you know, if they wanted to work for a certain type of company, i.e. I want to work for a small company that has, you know, 10 to 50 people maximum. And, you know, because, and the reason I like small companies, I like this industry and I like, you know, I like small companies because I feel like I can add value. When they start to put all of these things in their CV, even candidates who are looking for jobs can actually make, they can start to, go for the right job rather than any job because because if you yeah and that's really important because if you're talking to like a funky tech startup that's, that's like 10 people your language is going to be really quite different to if you're pitching yourself to blue chip companies exactly and it also means that you know what's going to suit you what are your own values so the interesting thing is you know i always found that why is it that only business people market themselves but actually 
uh, job seekers don't. And that's kind of how the whole marketing journey for me began because I was like, no, this should this should matter with everyone. So when so when I you know when I started training people on LinkedIn, um, and you know my 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 target market was very similar to who who your target market is on the podcast, John. As in you know, like you said, entrepreneurs, small businesses, consultants. Um, it was a really good. It was a really easy shift because I was already thinking that way. So that avatar element is really really important, and specifically in in the case of LinkedIn, the language, because um, when you start to use those keywords in your summary, for example, and you pinpoint some of the problems that your uh, target market are having and they read through that and they go, oh my God, that's exactly the problem I'm having. Because too many times what people do on LinkedIn is they sell the solution, but they don't sell the problem. Yes. I I think that's a really key thing. I run a program called the Pioneer Program, which helps people create a unique business and brand. And it all revolves around getting intimately intimate knowledge of what the problems are of your target customer and also where they want to go once they've solved that problem. And I, you, you're so right. When you get that right, it's really powerful. So that's everything about the avatar. So you're thinking about who is this person who you'd most love to work with? What kind of language do they use? Um, what, um, you know, uh, what are their problems? What are their concerns? What are their frustrations? What are their desires? So there's all that kind of stuff. And that's that's what you're trying to capture in your strap line and your summary, really, rather than just, you know, you're a self-motivated self-starter or whatever nonsense. Yeah, exactly. So too many people use the word I in their, uh, you know, in their summary, like I do this and I'm all about this, when actually the word they should be using is you. You know, uh, this is what, you know, this is what you're going through. And maybe you want to be in this place instead. If this is you, then this is what we are all about. Uh, and it's just having a structure around that. So when, and when you when you master the avatar, the next two points I want to talk to you about, they just become a lot better because then. And the reason, you know, you, you have to cover avatar first and you have to look at that first is because that will now permeate throughout all of the content and uh, information and creation that you do on your social media, not just on LinkedIn, but on any social media. So, uh, so shall we, shall, we move, shall we move on to the next one? So the second bit, so now that you've got your avatar, you've got, you know, you you know exactly what they're all about. You know exactly where they hang out. You know what kind of things they're into. You know everything about them that you need to know. Uh, This makes this next point a lot easier because um, this is, uh, and and the, the key thing about this next point is you have to be consistent with it and you have to be willing to put yourself out there. So this is about attract. So you built your avatar. Now, how do you go about um, and attract the right uh, people to your uh, profile? How do you attract them to uh, come and connect with you and not just attract anybody, but attract the right people? Because uh, and uh, like you said, with the whole I mean, you come, you know, you you're an expert in, in the whole sales process. So that whole thing about, you know, you try to go for everyone and you'll get no one is so true. So. Um, So here we talk about content. This is all about um, using content to position yourself as an authority in what you do, in whatever your expertise is. And you do that through different types of content. Uh, There's, um, you know, there's video content, there's posts, there's sharing content, um, there's liking other people's content. There's asking questions. There's so many different types of content. And the one thing that LinkedIn have, which um, I don't know of many other social media platforms, especially the you know ones like Instagram and, and places like that, is the one thing that LinkedIn have is an amazing blog platform. Um, so, and when you utilize the blogging platform, it's so sophisticated. It's really well laid out. It's really easy to use. It's brilliant for uploading images and videos. It's all of that. Um, so you don't even need to go to an external, you know, blog platform to do that. You can do it on LinkedIn. You can then share it on your other social media platforms like Facebook, like Twitter, um, and you know, use the link to to, to set, um, share it on your other media social media platforms, and still drive traffic back to your LinkedIn profile. So, 
it's an it's an amazing amazing um uh, uh feature that linkedin have and they've had for quite a while so uh that that's a great thing and and there's a difference between articles and posts so when you're doing a post what you're doing is you're, you're just like you would on facebook etc you're writing a sentence or something and you know um uh, or it's an intro to the image that you're going to put on etc uh, but an article uh, when you publish an article on linkedin it's on the on their blog platform specifically which you can then you know you can look at the insights too because it will give you insights how many people have clicked on it how many people have shared it um all of that kind of stuff that's really interesting so <clears throat> there's an important distinction a post is just like a kind of status update like you'd put on twitter or facebook but an article is their name for what is basically a blog post in their blogging platform. When you post an article, does that show up in your own personal profile or do you have to actually link to it in some way in there? No, no. Uh, it, uh, when you post an article, uh, sorry, when you publish an article, yes, it'll show up on your, it'll get, as soon as you press publish, it'll, you know, it'll bring up a box that will allow you to, you know, even put a heading, um, to introduce the, that particular article, that particular blog post, and then that'll share onto your uh, own personal profile. You can then uh, share that particular again. You can, you know, share that on any pages that you have, like um, groups. Sorry, groups that you have. Um, so you can put it on there. You can go to your company page. You can share it on there. So it, it, you can absolutely share it on all parts of your LinkedIn features. And then they have the um, they also have the advantage of you sharing it on Facebook and Twitter. It occurs to me that if you are if your target market is exactly the kind of target market you get on LinkedIn, which is either the corporate environment or it's um, independent freelancers consultants, it seems like the perfect kind of place to to find um, the perfect kind of people you'll find on LinkedIn. If you're doing that, I wonder if you'd just be better off doing any kind of blogging you do, you do it all on LinkedIn. Um, would that be a good recommendation, do you think? Is it okay, alternatively, to put the same blog post on your personal blog and on LinkedIn, or does that count as a, a bad move? Um, I What I did was that I actually, my personal recommendation is, um, or certainly from experience, I used my uh, LinkedIn blog as my main blog. I actually stopped writing on a personal blog and uh, and here's the reason why but there are two ways that you can do it so I'll, I'll remind me of a second the first thing the first reason I did that was because um, LinkedIn is considered an authority domain which means that Google love it so you know whenever Google changes their algorithms and they make changes uh, they'll always they'll always align it or LinkedIn will always align it there'll be there'll be a partnership going on between the two of them because Google love authority domains um and and I often say to people who say well is LinkedIn really for me well you know I've had I've trained everyone from electricians right through to business professionals in professional services etc through to entrepreneurs and I often say, look, sometimes people won't necessarily go, I used to say to the electricians, you know, there's not going to be somebody who searches for electricians necessarily, um, a domestic electrician on LinkedIn. However, when you search for a domestic electrician on Google, because you're, you know, you're blogging on LinkedIn, you're, you've optimized your profile, you're doing all of the right things with the right keywords, uh, LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile will rank higher on Google because of this authority domain status that they have. So there's there's all of that stuff going on, a nice little partnership between Google and, and LinkedIn. Um, so for me, I switched to just really blogging on, on um, LinkedIn because I could share it with all of my other platforms anyway. There is a different way that you can do it where you can have it on both your website and LinkedIn and it works really effectively. And that is on your LinkedIn blog, you write a quarter of it, a half of it, you write some element of it, and then you have the call to action of reading more, which means that what you write on your LinkedIn blog, it's got to be enticing enough and attention grabbing enough for them to go, I want to know more. So then they click onto the click more button, and that takes them to your website. And that's a good way, because if you... Um, 
Um, uh, if you put your LinkedIn pixel onto your website, and I need to double check whether LinkedIn have been able to do this because they hadn't for a while. So uh, that's something I'm not 100% sure on. But if, you know, when you put the LinkedIn, when they do get it done because they are in the process of doing this, when you add your LinkedIn pixel to your website, you know the kind of people that are coming uh, and who they where they're coming from. So there's definitely advantages of both. But you don't want to just repeat the whole thing on one and then repeat the whole thing on your personal blog as well. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So the um, third of the three things that we should be doing, if we've got defined our avatar and we decide to attract people with content to position ourselves in authority, what's the next thing? So the third thing, uh, and it's no surprise, it also begins with an A, John. Mm, good. Um, I like it. Three A's. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like the three A's? Yeah. And this is, um, this is a big thing because this is a thing that people forget. Um, and what they do is even when they're doing all the other things right and they've got a great summary and they're writing lots of content, the minute that you start connecting with people, um, often you'll get, and it's really annoying, where the first email they send you is one where they're selling to you. I don't know whether that's happened to you, but it's happened to me a few times and I hate it. Um, and I really want to go back to them and go, do you want to learn a few things? Um, so this third thing is about building an affinity. So this is all about your brand. How do you uh, establish your brand by uh, building relationships? Because now you're starting to attract the right people. How do you start to build, um, accept the right people, first of all? So I don't connect with everybody on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, I've often had people who come to my training say, oh, my God, I've got 20,000 contacts. And I was like, that's great. What are you doing with them? Uh, and also, if you try to connect with everybody, then the great thing about LinkedIn is when you start to go out there and connect with the target market that you're after, what will happen is LinkedIn will start helping you as well. So after you reach 500 plus connections, they will start recommending you more and more people like the people you already have on your connection list because it's starting to get an idea it's algorithms are starting to get an idea of the kind of people you want to connect with so if you just have if you just connect with everybody your friends and family and, and the whole shebang and everybody's from a different background um or, or or they're not your target market then you dilute that effectiveness so affinity is about building a brand connecting with the right people engaging with them like uh, when you when you send a connection invite to somebody, write a message. I often get you know connections, and I'm and, and I might not know like why they're connected with me, um, and I and I don't get any I don't get any kind of personalized message that says right this person has actually read my profile and they've seen something in my profile that has made them want to connect with me. It's a you know it's, it's like when you go to a networking event, you wouldn't just go up to somebody and, and hand over your business card. You'd shake a hand with them. You'd shake hands with them. You'd introduce yourself. Uh, you'd ask them what they do or, or something like that, wouldn't you? It's the same online. So, you know, don't always do what you wouldn't do offline. Don't do that online. You want to you want to still build a, build rapport. This is all about building rapport online. Um, this is about going into groups that you might be part of. And instead of just going in there selling, actually get engaged. You know, start answering questions. Give value. And I think what most people are scared of in doing this is they think they're giving their company secrets away or their knowledge, a secret of knowledge away. And, and Look, the way I look at it is whatever you know, people, people can go out there, Google it and find out information that you know. However, what they won't get is your perspective. So, you know, even if you're in a group where some of some of your competitors are in there, that doesn't mean you shouldn't give value from your perspective. because you know, that's what people want to, that's what people want from you. They want to see that you're, you're not just there to hunt. You are there because you're a gatherer. You want to give value. Um, and I think that's, that's really important. I think if you approach it like normal human relationships, that you won't go far wrong. And what, for some reason, people think that business networking and or social media is a different beast to normal relationships but if you turned up at a um a party and started selling everybody who you know made eye contact with you you you'd get thrown out pretty quickly it would be vile behavior so but for some reason we seem to think that's okay 
in social media. So it's much better to, as you say, just build things. You know, I've been commenting in some groups recently and just trying to um, help people. And uh, I was in a group this morning of a coach who's quite well, uh, well, a guy who's quite well known as business coach, kind of a peer. And he was asking advice about publishing. And I was saying, oh, I'm happy to help over the phone if you want. Brackets, not pitching anything because I haven't got anything for the question he's asking. I don't have a course that helps for that. Um, so I, you know, but even if it wasn't, it's not really designed as a pitch. It's more valuable for me to connect with that person as a human being and for him to remember me next time he sees me comment or whatever it might be. And then, cause that opens opportunities for me. So I think that's a really important reminder for people. And if, for anyone who's listening to this thing, you know, LinkedIn, it sounds awful. Maybe this will help you to think that, um, that to treat it more like a normal human environment. So just because some people who you connect with immediately send you a stupid spammy message doesn't mean that you should do that or that that's the default way of doing things on LinkedIn. Um, you know, it's as important to read other people's content and um, and see what they're doing and just see what's interesting. If people interest you, ask questions and if they ask questions of you and you can see if you can help and so on. Is that is that how you would kind of see it? Yeah, absolutely. It's really about engaging. It's engaging with your, you know, your potential target market, but it's also engaging with the people who have already connected with you as well. So it's a bit of both. Um, and it is about giving value. It, you know, you're totally right. Like you said, you know, it's just about giving advice or help. I had a, a friend of mine who's a branding expert and she was on LinkedIn. And I remember her telling me this story about how she was in a group and somebody must have asked um, in the group, oh, you know, does anybody know any great um, designers, graphic designers? Now, she ran a branding agency where she would be able to help them build a, I think it was a designer for a website, actually. So she could actually help them build their website. But instead of saying, oh, we can help you do that, what she did was she said to them, oh, look, that's great. You know, it's really exciting for you that you're, you're going to build this website. I hope it goes really well. Here are just some questions that you should ask whoever you speak to. Um, because if you ask these questions and you'll be able to figure out what's, you know, who the right person is for you. So make sure you cover all of these areas so that you know what informed decision to make in terms of your web designer. Lo and behold, she... Yeah, and, and and I think it's that whole thing. Do things without expecting anything in return. Uh, it's that kind of unconditional love almost, isn't it? So do it without expecting anything back. Because, you know, she was uh, very quickly, that person rang her up, thanked her for all the advice, and then asked what they did, and they got the business. So, you know, it is about, yeah, it's about giving value. Um, there's, there used to be a saying, ask and you shall receive. Uh and that is now replaced by give, 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 and then ask. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's um, it's a nice example you give. And I know once or twice on Facebook or somewhere else, I've said, does anyone have recommendations for a good web designer? And I very quickly lost the will to live because people comment underneath and they, they tag designers, but don't link to their website. Or the designer suddenly goes, hey, PM me, let's have a conversation. It's kind of like, I, the first thing is I need to see your portfolio. I've, I've got good taste and an awful lot of people who call themselves designers have worse visual taste than me, but, but I've seen. And so first thing I want to see is your work and whether it's good. And then I want to have a discussion. And, um, and is it, so having a kind of, um, at, at least somebody just thinking about that rather than just tagging somebody or saying, hey, let's jump onto a call or something like that. I mean, there's no, you're not thinking what the process is for me. So, um, you know, someone, if you were a smart designer, you go, uh, hi, John, what's a, what kind of criteria are you judging on and what's most important to you? And I'll see what I can do to help. And if I said, well, what I want to see is the quality of your work and how great it looks first and foremost, then they go, oh, great. Okay. So here's my portfolio. Let me know what you think. And um, happy to have a conversation. Then. So that would be a normal conversation. It doesn't immediately try to move to a close. So, yeah, I think that's that's really nice. So you're talking about going into groups, helping people, and presumably there's a main. This shows my complete ignorance of of. Um, uh, if I look, where do I find like just the general news of what other people are doing and posting, so I can actually get involved. 
Yeah. So basically, uh, obviously, on your LinkedIn profile, when you first go on, when you first land into your LinkedIn, it won't take you to your personal profile. It'll take you into a news feed. So that's where you, you know, people who are connected with you will be posting things. Um, if they're liking their own connection posts, you, you know, that is just like a normal news feed that you would get on Facebook, for example. So that's a homepage. And then if you want to look at groups, so there's a number of ways that you can search for groups. So one is on the search bar at the top, if you're looking for, let's say, marketing groups, you might put, you know, just the search word marketing. And in a drop down list, you'll either you, you'll see that you'll get, you know, um, you get different market, different the titles with marketing in it but what you'll see is next to it will say company or it'll say group so you can see that oh there's actually groups there but the other way to do it is um again at the top um bar navigation bar there is um a um i believe it should say work i think that's the title they've got at the top or it's a top right hand corner and when you click down onto work um one of the words is groups and you can go in there and search so, yeah, so there are definitely ways that you can. And then you can just, you know, uh, and, and often it's good when you search for these groups, uh, you can then um, you can look for how many members are part of that group, how active it is. Uh, some groups might be private, so you might have to request to join, for example. Uh, so there's various different things there. Yeah, that's interesting. And I can choose to search just groups. And now you mentioned earlier to me before we started recording about a social selling index. And this sounds quite important. Do you want to explain what this thing is and why it matters? Yeah, let me give you a brief explanation of uh, why it came about and why I think it's a really good way of helping, um, you know, helping you, uh, uh, those listening to this, helping you really understand how to, what to focus on, especially if you want to market yourself or your business or your product or your service. So this is a really good way of kind of selling yourself without selling yourself, if that makes sense. Um, so, um the social selling index. I'm going to just I'm going to read out a, uh, a URL because you guys can all do this for yourself. So the URL for the social selling index is uh, www.linkedin.com. Uh, sorry, not linkedin.com. It's linkedin uh, uh, slash sales slash SSI. Let me just I'll test that because I just want to make sure it works. So it's... Uh, so let me just do that again, just to make sure I've given you the right one. Uh, so it is. Oh, this is it. LinkedIn.com forward slash sales forward slash SSI. SSI. Perfect. Yeah, that's the one. And then uh, literally you'll see that you can get it. It'll bring up your social selling index score. Okay. Because it's a, it, on, when it's on your laptop, it connects you to your, to your own LinkedIn account. So um, the, now here's the great thing about this. When this first started, this was only rolled out to people who subscribed to what um, LinkedIn sell uh, uh, as a sales navigator. Now, the sales navigator membership that LinkedIn has, I think it's about, you know, it's about 80 pounds a month or something like that. But it's specifically a great uh, sales lead generation tool. So it is a bit more targeted for, you know, um, in terms of its connections, you're filling in a bit of information on there and it helps you to target, find and target your ideal clients and customers. Um, however, when you're first starting out on LinkedIn, my my here's my biggest learning, and I think this is really important for everyone listening, and that is um, if you do not need to have a paid LinkedIn account immediately, you can do a lot with it, an unpaid one as well. And that is because... Um, both LinkedIn and actually Instagram as well, but LinkedIn is one of the best organic growth social media platforms at the moment. Uh, so for if you want to grow organically, it's one of the best platforms you can do it on because at the moment it hasn't been saturated by adverts and advertising. Whereas if you look at Facebook, it's now, you know, everybody's on the Facebook everybody's on Facebook ads. Now that's good because actually face advertising on Facebook has been the, is actually one of the best ways to advertise because of how cheap it is. So you want to take advantage of that. But now what 
Facebook does is organic growth because it's got to look after its paying customers. Any kind of organic posts that you might put on Facebook to try and grow your tribe, they're not going to be shown as quickly as those that are advertised. Whereas on LinkedIn, organic posts are shown, are given priority still. So that's a key thing. So with Sales Navigator, what the social selling index was, it was a way and, and Sales Navigator was a really good tool for sales professionals. So whether you were working in a big corporate or whether you were a salesperson in your own business, it was a really good tool because it helped you to generate more sales, as the name suggests. Um, however, and so the social scoring index helped them get better at four different categories so that they could maximize the opportunity of generating leads and the right leads because of their target market. Eventually, what uh, LinkedIn did was they rolled this social selling index out to all the members now. So they didn't just hold it back for those who had purchased Sales Navigator. They've now given it out to everyone. Now, the cynical part of me, Jay, uh, John, is They've rolled it out because obviously they do want to sell more Sales Navigator subscriptions because obviously they're always seeding the fact that if you have the Sales Navigator tool, you can help increase your score. However, you can increase your score in a really good way uh, by using these four techniques. I'm going to give you a couple of tips under each one. But, but just first of all, then, if I have so I'm looking at my social selling index right now, it's 58 out of 100. It says I'm top 10% industry SSI rank. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, if I get my SSI up higher, what does that do for me? What's going to be the difference? It's about you being more visible and it's about you attracting more of the type of people that you want. It means that you're more consistent. Consistency is key when it comes to your social media. So the score that you're looking for as a minimum is 70. Yeah. So that when you're 70 or above, it means you're doing a pretty good job of because uh, in each because there's four different pillars that they measure you on. And these four pillars, which I'm going to explain in a second, they're each the scoring is 25 in each of them. So what happens is you can then look at your scoring and go, oh, so I've scored really good on one. And the one that I'm not doing so well in is the second one. So let me do more on that. Let me focus more on doing this. And then, so, but just to be clear, though, what I'm trying to work out is, apart from it's a measure of your own effectiveness, does it do anything in the algorithm to mean that you get shown different stuff, your stuff gets shown to more people or something like that? What it's measuring is the fact that you are being shown to more people because if you're ranking higher, for example, so if you where, where you can see where you said like you're the top 2% and top 5% or whatever it said, if you look underneath, underneath the graph, it'll tell you what the average score is of people in your industry. So um, if you're higher than that score, then at least you're you're being, you know, you're, uh, people, there's more people engaging with you or there's more people connecting with you. It all depends on those four things. Whatever those four things are, you're doing more of, which eventually should, if you do everything right, because you've still got to close the deals and you've still got to get great, give great content, you've still got to build those, that, those relationships. But if you do all of that, then you're in a in prime position to be able to sell whatever your product or service is and get a good and get a good answer at the end of it but, but i like this because it kind of gamifies it so instead of just being this you know endless job of chucking stuff out and i don't know what commenting on and so on i you can if this is where your brain works you, you can see like like for instance on my graph for some reason my score was fairly consistent at 58 and last week maybe because i was on holiday and i didn't post anything um, it dropped by 5%. So, uh, you know, then, then you can go, you can see that if you go out and do things, well, that number will go up. And, you know, it's quite nice to have that minimum score of 70 as a goal that you just mentioned. So I'm really poor at the moment. <clears throat> there are four things, as you said, and the second one's find the right people. And that's the one I'm really underperforming on because I very rarely bother to go and look people up and actually add them to my network. So, um, should we, we probably should go through fairly quickly on these four things. Cause I imagine that there's sort of bottomless pit, but, um, if we go through the first one is, is establish your professional brand, is it? 
Yeah, exactly. So let me just go through all of these with you very quickly and tell you what they each mean. So establishing your brand is actually really easy. It's about um, creating creating a professional brand by ensuring that you um, your profile is as you know ticks all the boxes. I.e., you know, it's a social selling platform. So are you, you know, have you? Uh, it should be completed with your target market in mind. So that that. Uh, when I mentioned avatar, this is where this is really good, because if your whole profile in terms of what you're looking for, your strap line, your summary, it's, it's you know, it, it, it profiles with your target market in mind. It means that it's going to attract the right people and the right prospects to you. So the more you uh, create a brand out of your profile rather than just a glorified cv uh the more this this will go up so it could be thing it could even be things like you know putting you know uh, pdfs on your summary you can you know you can attach pdfs you can attach you know various bits of content you can put professional qualifications down you can put awards and accolades on there all of those kind of things so there are lots of things that you can do to help. So some of the tips that I would give you on this is, for example, ensure that your strap line uh, and your summary, which we talked about, definitely are written with your target market in mind. So we've already talked about that. The other tip that I'm going to give you on this, which is um, checking uh, each of you when you have a LinkedIn account, have a unique URL. So it will say, you know, linkedin.com stroke en forward slash, and it usually has a bunch of numbers after it. You can edit that those numbers to um, to uh, my my suggestion would be to a search term that your target market might be using to find someone like you. So not ne- not necessarily your name then. Not necessarily your name. No, that's that's something that I actually interesting. That's something I used to do when I was I was in recruitment um, and I was looking for a job. I used to have my name on it because it was easier for people to find me. But actually now when I think about from a marketing perspective and people searching for me. So if it's available, you know, use something that is a common search term. I, I mean, I, I put uh, training in LinkedIn online and it was available. Because right? eventually, again, remember this is all organic, so it takes a bit of time, but eventually it, that, that will be a really strong search term for you. So that's one way to, that's another way to bring up the score here. Okay, right. Pillar two, which is find the right people. So this is uh, uh, really about, um, you know, like I said, it's a platform. It's, it's, this is a platform that can help you in the long run. So the, the wider that your network grows, the more ideal clients LinkedIn will send your way. So don't just connect with anyone because that will dilute your profile. Instead, search for and connect with people who are your ideal prospects prospects and the more you do that the stronger your presence and then obviously the stronger your return on on the time spent will be on that on that platform so there's a couple of things that you can do here Uh, so one is engage with uh, those members who have viewed your profile okay now don't just you know write them a message and say oh I saw you looking at my profile because you might come a bit come across a bit creepy and a bit stalkerish but you know see who's viewed your profile have a look at their profile see what what what's common between you two find commonalities and then send them a message and say hi so uh, i see that you know that uh, uh, i see that you're interested in this or i see that you know the same people as me or whatever it might be find another reason to connect other than I saw you looking at my profile. I like that. So, and by the way, can you tell who looked at your profile, even if you don't have the paid version of LinkedIn, if you have the free version? You can, as long as, um, well, there's two things. One is, as long as they haven't shut their settings, as in, um, you know, I, I want to keep my setting private. And second, um, I think, I believe there's a limited amount of people you can see. So you definitely can see more, you can see more if, you're, if you've got a paid profile. Um, pillar three is about engage it's called engage with insights so this is about um this is i I find this pillar all about content and content leads to engagement which is a foundation of uh, really closing a sale so share sharing value-driven content is key 
and will create sales-worthy conversations. And that's what you want to be doing here. You want to share your knowledge, your know-how, and you want to also take an interest in your target market and connections um, because you want to you want to know what they want you can and, and know how to give it to them. So this is really key. I mean, studies have shown that you're probably 70% more likely to get uh, an opportunity or an unexpected sale but just by you know, sharing content and sharing insights and sharing knowledge. So um, that's, this is what this pillar is all about. So three things to do here, or a couple of things to do here, really. Uh, one is post relevant content that will provide insights so you become a trusted source. You know, people who want to hear what you want to say and make it consistent. So therefore, they start to look out for your content rather than just, you know, fall upon it. Um, and the next bit, which I think is really key, is engage, which we talked about already, is engaging in groups and discussions where you, you know, where you know your connections and prospects hang out, and don't just observe, comment and advise and converse. Start conversations. Yeah. And then these three pillars actually help with the fourth pillar, because the fourth pillar is all about building strong relationships. So all of these above pillars will ultimately lead to this one. So when you do all of these other ones, then you can you are you're seen as a reliable source and a trusted recommendation. So therefore, the sales will then automatically start to come your way. So social selling, uh, when you when you look at the definition of social selling, it says social selling is a process of building relationships as part of the sales method. So this is a bit that most people forget. You know, it's a bit like, you know, a hungry car salesman, uh, to use a cliche. You know, they forget that they've got to build the relationship first uh, and then sell. So this is all about this bit. And those three other pillars will help you do this better. So here you want to connect, especially if you're going for corporates, for example, or big corporations. You want to try and connect with multiple people within the same organization. And, mul and multiple decision makers, because remember, the more decision makers you connect with, the better it is for you. Okay. And then my last tip on this one is nurture your connections. So, you know, the same way that you would, like we were talking about offline, nurture them, don't just sell to them, uh, keep on track of what they're doing, like, share and comment on their posts. Um, so that will help you as well. Right. I like it. So this is really tangible stuff this has been enormously useful uh and this you know i've been writing notes so it's probably going to ruin the recording because i'm <laughs> typing all the way through but this is really good uh stuff for anyone who's not releasing the potential of linkedin you run um a two-day training program on linkedin don't you what's that called yeah so i run a it's actually a six-month online uh, group coaching program, uh, which includes, which actually includes a two-day live implementation workshop, and that's called the LinkedIn Cash-in Converter. Um, and uh, really, that you know, what you do is the first two days, uh, which happen at the start of the coaching program, is all about bring its implementation. We don't do, we don't just want to teach. As you know, if you just especially with social media, I learn as I do. So we get them to bring their laptops and we say, right, okay, let's, let's build your avatar right now. Brilliant. You've done that. Now let's, uh, change, let's convert that into a summary. We get them to write the summary there and their strap line. We give them feedback on how to make it better and we get them to put it on their LinkedIn profile straight away. So we, we basically go through all of that. It's a lot of the stuff that I've taught you, all of these three areas and another three more. And then the reason we have the coaching program over the six months is accountability and consistency. We want people, you know, I re I'm really keen on wanting people not just to come and say, oh, that was a great two-day workshop. I've learned a lot about LinkedIn, but really actually experience the power of the platform. So, yeah, that's really important. That sounds great. So they can find everything out about what you do at viame.com, which is V-I-A-M-I-I.com. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's right. All my all the information is on there. And, of course, they can find you, Denita Patney, on LinkedIn. And, they can. Uh, <laughs> get, go and model the way that you've presented yourself on LinkedIn, learn a lot of stuff there. You can find me, John Williams, on LinkedIn as well. I've actually got my name under my profile so it's linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash john sw um but um 
Oh, now, the other thing is you, you're you just in the process of creating um, a free download for people. Can you describe what this is? Because we're going to get this to, to everyone. Perfect. So um, I've got a, a free ebook uh, which is called Leveraging LinkedIn. And the strap line of this is get more sales by increasing your social selling index score. So just really what we spoke about with lots of other tips on there. Uh, and also a little bit more background about, you know, what's what is social selling versus marketing. So some really good nuggets in there about what they can do. Um, and I'm, I've literally just written it. So it's just gone off to the designers to get designed. Uh, and then uh, I'd love to be able to send that out to um, your your audience, uh, John, for, for you know taking the time out to listen to this. So what we'll do is once it's available, we'll put a link on the page. But until then, because this is recording is going out quite quickly, they can email you at Dinita, which is D W E N I T A at via me v i a m w i dot com. Yeah, and absolutely. you'll send it to them and you'll also, uh, no doubt, keep them in touch with everything else you're doing. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so th- that is really made, good. Oh, mention, yeah. So if you mention in the subject, the, the, yeah, mention yeah. the Ideas Lab podcast um, and uh, Dinita will send you that, that download that will get you started turning your LinkedIn connections into cash. So I'm going to go away and try and get my find the right people score up because apparently that is what's holding <laughs> me back. It's, it's, this has been so good. Danita. So I knew when I met you the other day uh, up in Sully Hall when we were doing that training course that I thought, here's somebody with a head screwed on. And, uh, and my judgment was right. So oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> awesome. It has been a pleasure. And thank you so much for inviting me. I was really uh, chuffed when I got the invitation. So uh, you, you invited me for dinner on the evening and then uh, on the podcast the next day. So that's all good. It's great making connections in life as well. There you go. Not just LinkedIn. Okay, good. Well, thanks very much. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes, along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast. <laughs>